This is the Learning About Dogs podcast featuring Kay Lawrence of Learning About Dogs. And hi there, I'm Sue McGuire, the host producer of this podcast. Today we're going to be talking about starting out with very simple moves in teaching our dogs behaviors. Whatever the dog is learning, you say learning begins with simple moves. And I was struck by how you apply that simple moves. So, well, well, first of all, can we define a simple move? In- mm-hmm. Well, it's, um, it could be a move or an action. It, it's something we do with our muscles. So, uh, you know, if you want to teach me how to shoot a bow and arrow, I have to know which muscles I have to use, where I would place my hands, and then which muscles I would have to tighten, which I'd need to release, and how I need to move those muscles. So, the simplest first step of learning is the dog wants to know what messages am I giving to my body to earn that piece of chicken that you're holding in your hand. So am I bending this? Am I moving that? Am I tightening up this? Am I walking from here to there? Am I running? Am I jumping? So this move action in its simplest form is what we begin from, not when it's already halfway there. Yeah, so even if I was teaching a sit, would it be a sit that the eight-week-old puppy does, or do I want to, him to learn how to... So if, if a dog's not standing four square, i.e. front feet and back feet in alignment, and we ask them to sit, either they're going to have to fidget, or they will need to adjust their body to be able to sit square. If they just put butt on floor, no daylight it's unlikely to be the sit I want that dog to do for the rest of its life. So the simple movement I'm asking them to do begins with, let's start square. That might All you need to do is square up your body. Excellent. Now we can think about you lying down. Now we can think about you standing up. We can think about what we want to do from the barest simple move and keep adding layers on as we go forward. But if we don't have the simple move, how is the dog going to be clear what muscles to move what way? You know, and even if you look at something like um, penmanship, I put money on it. Most of us hold a pen in a slightly different way. You know, if you pick up a pen now, how many fingers are in contact with the pen? Well, for me, it rests on my second finger. Yes. And I put my thumb and holding it to there. And then my index finger is the one that's probably going to do most work. So the second finger is the pivot point. The pressure is often the thumb, but the index finger over the top is the one that would do more of the downstrokes. Okay. But then I was watching somebody else write the other day, and their ring finger was on it. Yes, so their ring finger, so they had three fingers. The only finger that wasn't on the pen was the little finger. And I go, well, that's different. So even something, hmm? so if you hold a pen. I'm doing it it right now. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, my fascination when I travel to the States is how do you hold cutlery or silverware? Oh, yeah, we're slobs. Okay, fine. <laughs> and I think of, well, I'm O'Reilly, you can't hold a fork. Oh, my goodness, no, you can't do that. You know, yeah, and the yeah. whole, do you hold a knife like a pen or like a knife? Yeah. And then the whole swap and swap and what have you thing is like, you know, just we just sit at the table and go, goodness me. Yes, okay, fine. Yeah. And elbows are all over the place. And it's like, <laughs> okay. So, you know, as youngsters, we had to learn the simplest of moves, how to hold the cutlery. Yeah. Yeah, and whether you're left-handed or right-handed, it's a very cultural-based thing. Oh, it really is weird. Yeah. I'm going to use my hands so. for eating from now on in front of you just to annoy the heck out of you. Oh, I'll, I'll scoop. I'll hands. Yeah. 
But even if you did it what I call the, the British style, you know, my knife in my right hand, my fork in my left, the one that travels food to the mouth is my left hand, my fork. Excellent. I'm left-handed. Oh, okay. Now, if you're a right-handed person, you would do knife and fork, chop, 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 swap fork to Correct. right hand, so your right hand goes to your mouth. Yes. Okay. But then if you get a spoon and fork, which is normal over here rather than just a spoon, the spoon would be in your right hand. <laughs> so, oh, no, not for me. My spoon's in my left hand as well. It, it's like there's no logic to your dominant hand is the one that goes to your mouth, and it's not about you know, a hygiene thing that one hand does one thing and another hand does something else. Or, um, And I can chop with both hands, you know, with a proper sharp knife. I will use both hands to chop tomatoes. I don't worry about that. But if you've only ever done it with one hand, it's almost like yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's dangerous mechanism. So if you have always eaten with food in your right hand going to your mouth, just think about that process of your left hand doing it. First of all, you need the simplest of moves, how to hold the tool. Yeah. Huh. So to hold the tool. Okay. So going back to um, what the thing that I've kind of been a head scratcher about is when you say simplest move as the, as the handler, what, what am I looking at? Um, what should I be looking at the simplest move or uh, information that, you know, we've got the flop into the sit or the down that's, that's, it's not smooth. It's not clean. It's not, it's kind of a lumpy, kind of clumpy. Uh, so um, one thing I like to teach, which other people seem to think is very complicated is I like to teach what people call the cantilever down or the dog standing four square. And they look like they drop backwards. So the spine is oh, level. Okay. Most of the work comes out the elbows and hips, not out the feet moving. It's certainly not about gravity. Yes. It's about a controlled lowering of the body into the down position. Now, for Border Collie, that's very natural because their heads are naturally low when they're stalking anyway. Mm -hmm. So for them to then drop to the floor is, is very easy. They're hinged and that's easy for them to do. But I teach it to the Gordons as well. So the first move, the simplest of move would begin from a proper foundation, which is standing four square. And all they have to do is a slight dip of maybe one inch of their shoulders. Simple move. Yeah. So yeah, I know yeah. that they're beginning to tighten. So if we were sitting there, it would be about you pulling your shoulder blades backwards and down. That's all. Just one inch. Okay. Take your shoulder blades, move them backwards and down. Okay. Good. That's the simple move. Cool. Okay. And then I'll keep building off that simple move. Yes, as long as we're starting with the correct simple move, the more we add to that, the cleaner the moves will continue to be. Yes, mm. layer upon layer until the dogs will drop with control. Yes, drop with control and they'll hold their positions and then come back up to the stand with the same sort of control. Okay. So it starts with the simple moves. Same as a dancer. Yes, if you don't get the simple moves right, you're not going to build the complex moves. Yeah. One of the simplest moves you can do is check out the episode notes and click on some links for some courses and online learning. Thanks for listening.